They hid from God. The Bible says that God, of course, God found them and asked, why? Where were you? Not that he didn't know where they were physically, but where were they spiritually? Where were they in their relationship with God? And so the Bible says in the book of Genesis, right, that God cursed the woman. Of course, God cursed the, the serpent. God cursed the woman and God cursed the man. And then he kicked them out of the garden of Eden. Amen. He clothed them with animal skin. The beginning of sacrifice where something uh, had to die, where there had to be the shedding of blood for the covering up of man's nakedness, uh, a symbol of man's sin. So the, the beginning of sacrifice, the beginning of death, the beginning of shedding of blood for the covering of mankind's sins. So the reason is that God cursed them. And then secondly, well, let's talk about what it says in the book of Galatians. That in, within every single one of us, there is a sinful nature and a spirit. Look what it says. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So there is this battle that is going on within every single one of us. A battle between the flesh or the sinful nature and the spirit. They are in conflict with one another. They are battling one another. And so whichever of these natures, whether the sinful nature or the spirit nature, Whichever you and I take care of, whichever you, oh, nature you and I pay attention to, is going to be that which rises up in strength. And so, for example, if we uh, come to church, if we read the Bible, if we pray, if we uh, uh, take care of our relationship with Jesus, then guess what? Our spirits are going to rise up in strength. Amen. And, and, our, and our sinful nature is going to weaken and, and, and deteriorate. Amen. But the same thing is true in the opposite way. If we don't come to church, if we don't read our Bibles, if we don't pray, if we don't take care of our relationship with Jesus, then guess what? Our spirit begins to weaken and deteriorate. And then the sinful nature begins to strengthen and rise up. Well said. Amen. And so we need to do those things that will strengthen us spiritually. Amen. That way, when attacks of the enemy come, our spirits are strong enough to withstand those attacks. Amen. Amen. That way, when when uh, uh, whatever uh, when criticism comes, when discouragement comes, when when persecution comes, Amen. And and we are in the Word and we are in prayer. Our spirits are strengthened to overcome that persecution. To overcome that discouragement. To overcome those attacks from the enemy. Amen. And so we need to do, be careful to, to make sure that our spirits are strengthened. Yes. And, and in order to overcome the attacks 
the distractions of this world. Amen. So what's the reason for sin? Again, the curse of God upon humanity, which includes the sinful nature that is within all of us. Amen. Now, how do we, how do, what do we know? What, what do we know about this sinful nature? Well, I don't know about you, but, but our little girls, we have three daughters. They're already big, grown now. Our baby is 10. But when they were little, they would, uh, you know, they were good girls, but they would sometimes fight and they would sometimes hit and they would sometimes uh, bite and they would sometimes say mine and they would sometimes say no. And we were like, well, who taught you that? We didn't teach you that. We didn't teach you to be stingy. We didn't teach you to hit. We didn't teach you to fight. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? To our little, our, our little, uh, our little angels. They're not so uh, much angels all the time, right? So look. So even as a baby, the sinful nature is within them, and so they don't need to be taught how to how to fight. And how to be stingy. Amen. It is the sinful nature that is inside. Amen. That's what, what we know about the sinful nature. That, that uh, brings a, a tendency to, to disobey God. To do what is wrong. Amen. Even the Apostle Paul. There's so much to talk about. Even the Apostle Paul. We know, we know him as this great and mighty man of God. And he writes in, in his letters in the New Testament. He says, I struggle. He, he says, I struggle for that which I do. I don't want to do. For that which I want to do, I don't do. I, I want to do what's right. But I have a hard time doing it. I want to get up early and read the Bible and pray, but I have a hard time doing it, right? I want to tell other people about Jesus, but I have a hard time doing it. I want to uh, tell the truth, and I want to live right for God, but, but that drug or that cigarette or that beer, uh, it, it keeps me from doing the right thing. Amen. How many know that God doesn't want us to struggle with the things of the world? Amen. God has given us victory and authority and the power over drugs and alcohol. Amen. Over lust, over pornography, whatever it may be. Amen. God has given us the victory over sin. Well, Amen. Amen. You don't need to, to bow down to a little stick of a cigarette. I mean, some people are bound. Some people are a slave to a cigarette or to a bottle of beer or to a drug. Amen. I'm not saying it's easy, but what I'm saying is this, that God has the ability to give you the power to overcome sin, the power to not have to struggle with sin any longer. Amen. God promises the victory over sin in Jesus name. Amen. We have the power over sin. Amen. All right. Have a few more minutes. Now, very important, and this is something the Bible tells us about, is there are serious consequences when you and I make a decision to live in sin. So what are the results of sin? We talked about the reason of sin, the curse and the sinful nature. Now, what are the results of sin? 
Amen. The Bible tells us at least three serious consequences, three serious results of sin, of, of living in sin. And number one is this separation from God. Now, we, we, we talked about that already when I mentioned about Adam and Eve. See, Adam and Eve, the Bible says, used to walk and talk in the cool of the day with God. They had a relationship with God. They had fellowship with God. They used to hang out with God. But when sin came into the world and Adam and Eve disobeyed God, what happened? God could no longer fellowship with those who had sin. God could no longer hang out with those who had sin. And so what did God do? The Bible says that he kicked them out. He kicked them out of the Garden of Eden. And so because of sin, we now have, uh, from the time of Adam and Eve till now, we have a separation from God because of our sin. Let's look at what the Bible says about that. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 59 verse 2, it says, But our iniquities have separated us from our God. Your sins have hidden His face from you. So that he will not hear. The other word for iniquity is self-will, uh, sin, selfishness. So because of our sins, we have been separated from God. And because, so because God cannot dwell where there is sin. And so uh, we cannot continue to live in ongoing rebellion and sin against God and expect to have fellowship and relationship with God. Amen. It can't happen. It doesn't work. That's not what the Bible says. Yeah. Amen. Number two, what's another result of living in sin? <clears throat> this is heavy. Mm -hmm. Supernatural wrath of God. You see, we, we, we can read the stories in the Bible, amen, of, of where we see God's separation from his people, where we see the supernatural wrath of God upon those who continuously live in sin. Look at uh, the story of Noah and the ark, right? Because of the wickedness of the people. The Bible says that God looked upon the earth and saw the wickedness and only Noah and his family were found right before God. And so God said, I will destroy the, 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 the people, my creation. And so we know that God sent a flood upon the earth, wiped out all of mankind, only saved were Noah and his family. The supernatural wrath of God. Right? Another story we know about is Lot and his family. Remember the story where, where, where Abraham pleaded to God, God, if there were 50 righteous, will you spare the city? If there are 40, if there are 30, if there are 20, if there are 10. He said, will you punish the righteous along with the wicked? And God said, no, I'll spare the righteous. But there was only Lot and his family. And so, so they were uh, ordered, instructed by the angel to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then what happened? God brought supernatural wrath upon the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because of the sin, because of the wickedness 
that they were living in and God destroyed that city with fire. The supernatural wrath of God. Look at what the Bible says about that. In John, let's read that verse. In John it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. This is a serious thing. Let's talk about one more real quick. Number three. What's another result of sin? It's not just separation from God. It's not just supernatural wrath of God, but it's spiritual death. Spiritual death. The Bible says in that other verse we'll read right there in Romans. It says in Romans right there for the wages you could say for the result, for the consequence of sin is death. But of course, the gift of God is eternal life. So living in sin brings a spiritual death. You know, how many realize that Adam and Eve were created to live forever? But because sin came into the world, they saw death. They saw both a spiritual death and they saw a physical death. Now, the same thing because of the curse on all humanity, we have also been given that uh, uh, consequence of living in sin. Spiritual death and a physical death. The Bible says in Hebrews, for it is appointed for man first to die and then face the judgment. The Bible says in Revelation, that in other words, as a paraphrase, it says, for those who do not uh, accept Jesus as Lord will see the second death, which is the lake of fire in the book of Revelation, which is another word for hell. We, we could talk more about that later. But see, the truth of the matter is, is if you are born again once, you will see two deaths. All right? Let's see if that sinks in. But watch the good news. If you are born again twice, you will see one death. Amen? You're saying, what are you talking about? Well, watch. Of course, we're all born once, a physical birth. But if we only experience the physical birth and we're never born again of the Spirit, and we only experience our physical birth, we're going to see natural death and we're going to see spiritual death. But watch this, the good news. If we are born twice, once the physical birth, and number two, the spiritual birth, being born again. Amen. We talk, uh, the Bible talks about that in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 3, where Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, what must I do to be born again? The Bible talks about that. He says, well, what? Am I supposed to enter into the, my mother's womb for a second time? Oh, that's gross. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about a physical birth. Jesus said, you've got to be born of spirit and, the, and water. And, jo, and jo, Nicodemus understood it's a spiritual birth. And so if we're born once physically and then a second time spiritually, guess what? We're only going to see a, a natural death but then we're going to not, we'll never see that, that, that second death. We'll never see the lake of fire. We'll never see hell. 
but we will see what the Bible says on that verse. The gift of God is eternal life for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, we're almost done right here. We're almost done. So now we've talked about the reason why we sin. We talked about the results of sin. Now we're going to talk about the resolution. We're going to talk about the, the solution. Amen. And that's in the, in the birth, in the life, in the death, and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He becomes our Redeemer. And the solution to our sin problem. Amen. Now let's talk about Redeemer real quick. The Bible says that we have been redeemed from the former way of life that was passed down to us by our forefathers by the precious blood of the Lamb. Right? So Jesus came. He was born. Jesus lived. Jesus died. And in His death and through His death, He became the sacrificial Lamb of God. Remember in Genesis? Remember Adam and Eve? Remember when God had to kill an animal to cover up their nakedness? Well, guess what? Throughout the whole Old Testament, there had to be the killing and the sacrifice of an animal to cover the sin of man. But guess what? God had a better way. He said, He said, I have a better way. I'm going to send the way. I'm going to send my son, my one and only son, who is spotless, without blame, without sin. And Jesus will come and he will be the sacrificial lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world. Once and for all, you and I, we don't need to go kill an animal. Amen. Because Jesus did it all. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus paid the price that we, you and I, could not pay. Amen. He redeemed us. What does that mean? That He bought us. He paid a, a, a price to buy us back. Amen. And now we are no longer slaves to sin, the Bible says, but we are considered sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. We've been redeemed. We have 